Hey guys, welcome to the next podcast of Reframe Your Brain. Yeah. I'm Danielle Kemp. Leah Safran. We are both sleep Sleep It's Friday as noon as. <laughs> we are speech language pathologists thinking a little bit differently and creatively. <laughs> and having a hard time communicating. It is Friday. It's been a, a busy week. It's been the beginning of the school year and uh, we have a lot of things going on yes. outside of our school school stuff. Yes. And so that's what we're going to talk about for a little while are some of our new projects that we're doing. Yeah. Do you want to start? I would love to start. Yeah. So uh, Leah and I decided we would do a little podcast on what we're doing now because we're doing some exciting things. Yeah. I think the heart of what we believe in is kind of continuing to grow and continuing to learn and mm-hmm. really not getting stuck in where you're at and always kind of continuing to evolve for whatever that means for you. So this year I am still doing private practice. Um, I've got, you know, four big contracts where I'm doing evaluations and consultations and treatment. And then um, I'm teaching online courses for Castleton University because they have the SLP program. New. started new New this year. Which is really exciting. Um, Anybody out of state, Vermont really only has one program, UVM, that does uh, undergrad classes for um, SLP prerequisites, so Castleton bringing this program in is really cool, that it's another opportunity for people to access the information for prerequisites, which is really exciting. Yeah, in another part of the state, yes. and it's online. It's online, which is great. Um, so if anybody, you know, I'm happy to talk more about what I know about the program, so if anybody has more questions, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, and um, through the Higher Ed Collaborative, the Vermont Higher Ed Collaborative, I'm doing... Um, workshops on autism and executive functioning so there's a two-part series starts in October and ends in November so that's coming up so I've been working a lot on that and then otherwise we both work at the voice AEC center so we're doing evaluations and consultations working with people who use devices communication devices yes so Lee and I get Lee and I work together we do a lot of different things yeah but we get to work together in a lot of capacities which is really cool yay which is really cool I think I think that's I think it. I think that's it. For me. For, <laughs> for right now. <laughs> like, like, that's it for right like, now. pull my notebook out and be like, reviewing what I'm doing. Uh, um, let's see. So I have a new project that um, I'm going to be easing into and then starting like in more, um, more earnestly next fall. But I'm going to be going through a massage therapy training program. Um, and the program that... I'm looking at is a very small program. It has six to eight students and it has like an apprentice style um, design to it where you really have a lot of time to work one-on-one with the people who are teaching and have a lot of um, clinical opportunities. Um, and the reason that I started thinking about that is initially I was thinking of doing some something with yoga to try and incorporate yoga practices and mindfulness practices into working with some of the people that I work with and and I it came up for me from working in a variety of settings so initially working with people who've had concussions brain injuries or strokes and then also with some of the kids that we work with and around self-regulation and helping them feel more in their bodies and you know as a result of that being able to communicate more effectively or being able to communicate about what they needed to help feel more grounded yes um, and available for learning and then I decided that the yoga the 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 yoga angle wasn't quite what I was looking for and I kind of put the idea on the back burner for a while and then someone told me about this massage therapy program 
And I, and I learned about it around the same time that I've started working with a few young adults um, with autism who are so visibly uncomfortable yes. in their bodies. Yes. And, you know, there's really, I don't have, a, I can't tell you the reason why. Right. It could be all sorts of different things. Um, but in talking with their families and the people who work with them during the day and um, hearing about the things that help them kind of calm their bodies and allow them to be more available for communication or just to even do things that are that they enjoy doing, I started to come back to this idea of the connection between the body and communication and how the both how both of those really need to be in sync for someone to be as successful of a communicator and really meet their own needs and communicate about their needs and be you know comfortable yes so one of the things that I'm thinking of doing is developing a, a focus on communication and doing you know speech therapy around um communicating around self-advocacy and identifying like physical needs yeah. or emotional needs or just communication around those things which yeah. oftentimes when 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 that stuff is addressed in an educational setting it kind of meets a, a limitation yes. because it's it's the educational setting and there are a lot of priorities and um and so emotional regulation or sensory regulation gets addressed but i feel like it there's so much more room for it to be incorporated into communication focused work and then paired with massage therapy and an opportunity to immediately apply the language that's been practiced. Yes. Um, so that's sort of where I'm going with that. It's very much new for me and evolving. And like I said, I'm not starting the program for a little while, but there's a lot of cool, um, preparation that I'm thinking of doing and research that I'm thinking of doing to be able to just go into that program and run with it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my new project. That's <laughs> So one thing I think this idea is, you know, what we might consider, quote unquote, outside of for sure. the norm for SLPs. So for those who are listening and maybe have thought about something different kind of outside of the traditional realm, mm-hmm. what, how did you overcome that or what were some of the barriers that you initially saw and yeah. how did you overcome them? So initially I started looking for CEUs that were within the SLP scope of practice that involved some kind of body work. And the first area that I really encountered was myofacial release work, which yes. is, there are um, certain, um, uh, what, like, certain aspects of myofacial release that are within the scope of practice for an SLP, and they usually have to do with voice and swallowing, sometimes breathing. Yes. They're often in a more medical setting, working with head and neck, neck cancer, cancer patients. Yeah. And, um, but also voice. Yes. And those are not areas that I have the opportunity to spend a lot of time in. Right. Um, and so I went and took a myofacial release training for voice and swallowing. Yes. Which was a great introduction to the sort of function of one type of body work and a great opportunity for me to kind of decide, do I really want to be touching people? Right. Do I really yeah. want to be right. like right. that closely, right. you know, right. interacting with someone? And could I imagine doing that kind of work, doing that kind of work with someone who may need an alternative way of communicating yes. while it's happening. Like, yes. what would that entail? Yes. And I wouldn't necessarily do that sort of myofacial release work 
on someone who's nonverbal. Right. But just it got me thinking, like, how could that work? Yes. And some myofacial release work, if you're working with swallowing in the voice, it's very... Um, in very sensitive areas and and can be very uncomfortable. And other myofacial release work can just be like on the surface and touching the face. Um, And so there are, there's a a very broad spectrum of what it can look like and how invasive it can feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I also, there's a Facebook group that I think we're both in called the holistic SLP. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the full name of it? I think that's correct. I'll look it up. Um, And the two women who started that group often do um, CEU webinars on mindfulness practices and ways to incorporate that into their SLP practices. Um, And they're just watching the types of things that people post in that group and the types of work that people are doing. There's a lot of yoga teachers or people who are yoga teacher certified. There's a lot of people who incorporate mindfulness to address disfluency, to address, um, like, stress level, post-stroke, post-TBI. Exactly. Yeah. So there are a lot of areas within the field that are sort of um, border on other disciplines yes. and finding the, the meeting ground between the two and then kind of moving from there. Yeah, that's what I It's um, Holistic SLP Mastermind Group. Yes. That's the name Thanks of the group looking that, up. that we both are It's in. a fantastic group just to yes. see other sort of perspectives that people have taken on a field. Sometimes it's because they're like, burn out. Yeah, Like, I want to do something else. And other times it's because they want to broaden their horizons. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. So it sounds like you you kind of took that first step by taking the myofascial release. That was yeah. like a step to get you considering some of the factors. Because I think when when you're thinking sometimes of an idea outside of the traditional realm, it might feel really overwhelming. For sure. You're not sure where to start. So sometimes it just starts with looking into a CE opportunity mm-hmm. or um, talking to people in, in the field who are, who are or who do the work that you're considering. Right. And I started talking actually with my massage therapist and asking her do you know anyone who does work like this? Do you know any massage therapists who see clients who are nonverbal, mm-hmm. who see clients who are 19 and have autism, who, you know, who might have different, different, who might have differences in how they communicate and need someone to, who's knowledgeable in supporting them. Yeah. And she's, you know, been in our community for a long time and really couldn't think of anybody. Yeah. Um, then that was kind of where it started. Cause yes. you know, that, recognizing oh there's 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 like a a need there that could be really important i mean i know when i'm feeling like dysregulated or really stressed or exhausted or something i think of things i can do that can help myself feel more nourished yes. and feel taken care of and i think a lot of people do that yes. and that's you know something that I think it can be available to more people. Yes. So. People who may not be able to uh, communicate directly right. with their needs right. up front, but teaching them through, you know, giving them that access to mm-hmm. that and how to communicate for that. And you're right. I, you know, starting out with looking for, you might not find an example of exactly what you're looking to do, but you might find examples of people doing things that are similar. Yes. Or exploring new things in a way that feels like, oh, that resonates with me. I want to explore something new in that way as well. Yes. I read this quote and it said, if the path in front of you is clear, it's probably not your path. <laughs> and it's like, if you're looking to do something a little bit different, right? you probably won't have the final answer. You right. have to kind of take it step by step. 
And I think if you're looking to do anything new or different, you won't always have the answers. Right. But it's looking, staying curious, asking questions, using resources like talking to your massage mm-hmm, therapist. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a reminder for anybody listening, we don't always know the end product. Like, we don't right. always know the end answer. But both of us, we stay curious. Right. We ask questions. We look for opportunities to grow. And I think, like, we've all... <laughs> my path has definitely not been a straight path sure. to where I want to go. Very A lot of meandering. Yes. Exploring. It's funny that you describe it that way. I think of it as, um, I know what I want to be doing with these pieces, but I don't know right now how those pieces will... Go together. Get, come together. Yeah. And get to that point. But I can see how they could be together. Yeah. So it's this, the pieces in between, for me, are sort of where... You know, I try not to determine too much in advance about these are the steps that I'm going to take. Yes. Like maybe one or two steps and then yes. you kind of see what comes next. Yeah. 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 Was there anything else I think for you? Like that's the major project I'm working on right now. Okay. Um, so I'll keep, I'll keep everyone updated yeah. as that rolls along. That, that's awesome. We are, so just so everybody knows, we are in the process of putting together communication training. Oh, yes. You and I are. It's going to be in the summer. Well, we didn't even talk about this before we started. But we I thought, sure are. I thought about that. <laughs> summer of 2020, that's going to be coming, if not fall of 2020. Um, but really, I think, you know, we haven't sat, had the time to sit down a whole lot, but it's kind of come out of opportunities where we've had to work with teams and identifying clear needs and Mm -hmm. providing tools for people to be able to be open to communicate and have that ability to communicate for what they need in in certain situations. And I think identifying that need allows us to say, hey, what if we put this together and offered it? Yeah. To see what would happen. To see what would happen. Yeah. I think that's that's like... For me, that's really the fun of it is like, what would happen? Right. And making the... Making the decision to do something new or making the decision to put, like, something together, there's a creative component of that that's fun, but there's also this sort of unknown, you know, openness to something's going to come from that. Yes. And who knows what, but there's, like, an, an excitement about that. It's like we're creating something that's going to give us presents. Yes. I love presents. I love presents. I love presents. I love gifts. <laughs> Self-generating gifts. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes. I think, too, like, we believe so strongly in communication, like, not just as SLPs, but, like, having difficult conversations, really being present in conversations. We believe so strongly in that. Like, there's no, like, I don't have any doubt in the value that it could bring for other people. I think when you believe that strongly in something, heck, if we just present for ourselves someday, you know, like, I don't... Well, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking the value in it for us <laughs> as well, just yeah. the practice and the reflection in developing and honing our own communication skills is probably one of the biggest benefits of creating those kinds of yes. um, workshops is that yes. it really requires that, that we evaluate our own skills and our strengths and where we might, you know, areas of growth. Yeah. Um, and... So yeah, even if it were, if we just made it and then presented it to each other, <laughs> get a lot out of it. We, <laughs> we, Leah and I literally, we probably could talk for like eight hours. A long straight. time. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes we'll get to the end of something and we'll be like, "Wow, we talked for a while. Where did all the time go? What happened? <laughs> what happened?" Um, but yeah, so stay tuned. We are actually going to also do a podcast, uh, kind of relating to this, kind of on, st- on staying curious. Staying curious. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, All right. So there's more coming soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you.